Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I have a wonderful guest with us today, Teresa Levine, and she is going to be sharing the wonderful world of EFT and how transformational it can be, not only in your life, but especially if you are a business owner. And it's something that I personally, I'm not an expert in it, but I have used it in the past. My husband's used it, and I know tons of people where when you, especially when you understand the back end behind it, it can really be life-changing. And so with that, I want to give the floor to Teresa, let her introduce herself a bit to you guys. But more importantly, we're going to start diving into how she got into EFT and how this can help you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Danielle. It's great to be here. And I'm excited to talk about EFT because that is what I'm passionate about. But um, if you want to know a little bit about me, I am um, a mom. I have four boys. They're five, eight, 12, and 16. I'm married. I live in Maryland. And I have been helping women with all different types of struggles for the last 25 plus years. The, mm -hmm. uh, the entrepreneurial spirit has always been with me and so has a deep, deep love of self-development and um, just learning different ways to become more of who I wanted to be in this world and then help other people, bring them along with me on that to, um, I mean, you know, improving together is always better than improving alone. Definitely. And, so that, that's a little bit about me. I kind of combine, um, you know, energy psychology, EFT, which is also known as tapping, um, mm -hmm. emotional freedom technique, and different chakra strategies to help people to work through whatever it feel they feel is disempowering them or holding them back or bringing them challenges in their lives. Yeah. So was there ever, was there a particular moment in your life that brought you to that personally, or were you just doing it just through discovery in general that brought you to find EFT? There's, I mean, it's a conglomeration of things. I think it always is. It wasn't one defining moment that um, that took me to it. But I think that having my own challenges with past traumas and ADHD mm. and being a mom, even, I mean, that that in its own ways can give us a lot of challenges. And um, going through a divorce and then getting married again, just I mean, mm. life, life happens and it brings you all these things that you want to either handle better as you move forward or you're looking for solutions or ways to um, to improve upon them so that they're not in your current energy all the time. Because when something happens in the past, it might not be happening now, but we bring it into the present when we haven't resolved it energetically. So just, you know, learning and growing took me there. And EFT tapping was something, I mean, it's something that's been around for quite a long time. Most people seem to think it's some, some newfangled thing, but it's mm -hmm. not. And I'd heard of it, you know, with Olympians using it and with all different applications, um, trauma from the war and things like that. But I never felt like it applied to me when I would hear about it. And that is where I heard of it when I went to a retreat and the woman that was presenting about it simply used it for resolving basic anxiety, mm -hmm. basic stress. Mm -hmm. And when I tried it in that just really basic way and it worked so well, it was like that kind of like that mind blown emoji kind of happening. And I was like, whoa, like if it works this well for this, and I also know that it works incredibly well for like athletes that want to run a faster mile or, you know, people who can't get over bothersome memories that, you know, would just ruin some people's lives, then all the things in between, like this is insane. 
because it's literally a technique that once I got to understand it and realize it can be used on anything you can mm-hmm. feel. So it doesn't matter whether it's a, um, you know emotional or physical, it could be a headache, it could be a broken bone, sprained ankle, like whatever. Like if you can feel it, you can work on it and improve upon it and potentially completely resolve it with the use of EFT. And that was just like, it was such this like tip of an iceberg that I saw that I was like, well, I've got to explore this further. I need to become, you know, certified to the highest degree in this technique and modality and be able to just, you know, apply it and combine it with all the other things that I, I know and love to be able to create this great way for people to to resolve what's what's challenging them and find a better way through it. Yeah. Well, you made me think of a story when you said it could be anything. I, it brought me back you, my first EFT moment. So it was my husband's, um, I think she's a cousin. This was like back in like 2009, I think. Um, <laughs> it was a tapped over ro- a roach. I used to have like panic attacks and I would freak out over the thought of one. And somehow we got in a conversation about it. And her name's Glenda. And Glenda's like, hey, ha- have you ever heard of tapping? I'm like, what? No. And she's like, let's tap through this roach like this roach thing so that every time you see one, you're not going into like a pan. I mean, I really would. I would like freeze, go into a panic attack and like my heart would race. Like, I mean, I was, it was a bad place, um, which I know is kind of ridiculous to some people, but it was for me. And yeah, I shit you not. I mean, I'm still not really like, I'm not going to hang out with the roaches, but I don't go into panic attacks anymore. <laughs> you know, like I used to see one and want to cry. when you think like, of it, cry. you're probably not bothered. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that was yeah. my first thing no, was a I, roach. I totally get it. <laughs> Fears and phobias are some of the coolest things to work on with EFT because it can resolve them so fully. And if you still have stuff lingering about the roaches, then there's probably just an aspect that still needs to be tapped on because, I mean, people use it. It's really commonly used for like fear of needles and fear of spiders, fear of heights, fear of flying. Those kind of things are really common uses for it. And it like, it's like magic. It really is. Magic. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great so, story. And I'm like, so let's glad get into the magic of it. it. Like, I think that that is where I don't even think people see the the value really, you know, at times of like what it is, is it's not just tapping and you hit a nail on the head. So I hear this so many times. It's kind of like, come on, people. This is not new stuff. Like, because they say your generation, your stuff. This stuff's been around forever. It's just it was shut off from us. You know, it's not like it's taught to us in school. It's not taught to us. And then so the people teaching us don't teach us that stuff. We have to go find it on our own. And and unfortunately, it's been segregated to be a different world or the alternative world when really it's like the normal world. So how can we bring some normalization to EFT? And I don't know, like, let's, if you want to give like maybe some tips or however you want to go about it to introduce like what it is and how powerful it can be for people. Well, let's do that. Let me just talk about what it is so that when I'm talking further about other aspects of it, it'll be a little bit easier to understand because I know that this is not familiar stuff to a lot of people. So EFT is amazing first and foremost, and it, there's not a soul out there that can't majorly benefit from what it can help you with. It's super logical. It's backed by science. It's fast it's simple. Uh, it's just, it's remarkable. So it blends modern psychology with um, psychotherapy as well as ancient Chinese wisdom that, like you said, it goes way, way back, thousands and thousands of years. This is nothing new here. Um, and 
as part of that, it uses our meridian system, which is a system of energetic flow and life force in our body. And that regulates our nervous system and our stress hormones. And it aids in the release of pain and imbalance and whatever other feelings you'd rather not see showing up um, the way that they are. So um, it doesn't just work on some things. Like I said, it can work on literally anything that you can feel. So to understand the meridian system a little bit better, in case you're not familiar with that, um, have you ever had acupuncture done, Danielle? I haven't. I want to, though. (laughs) No. Deep tissue massage? Yes. Yeah. So those are all – those practices are using the – acupoints in your body that are part of your meridian system. And these points are all along us and they can help us to unblock stuck energy, reversed energy, and you know all things like that. So you may wonder like, well, what would it mean if my energy is stuck or my energy is reversed? It means that you don't feel good is what that ends up meaning. And it can show up as anger, grief, frustration, sadness, poor eating habits, self-sabotage, um, physical pain, and tons of other things. So these points along the meridians that we use in EFT are the same points or places that would be accessed to release pain from an acupuncturist or a deep tissue massage therapist or someone else that does a body practice like that. And with tapping, we literally are just tapping with our fingertips and it helps us to regulate our nervous system, which may sound simple or even hard to relate to, but everything is energy. So this can improve whatever's holding you back. Um, Like I said, be it a twisted ankle, a past trauma that's still haunting you, uh, that fear or phobia of cockroaches or spiders, or whatever like worry or anxiety you have about the future that might be diluting who you're showing up as in the present moment. So there's eight points that we tap on typically when we're going through a basic round of tapping. And that's the top of the head, the um, eyebrow point, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the mouth, our collarbone point, and under our arm. So for us women, pretty much right where the bra strap crosses the side of the body, um, not like your armpit. And it works beautifully because while you're doing this, while you're tapping, you're also um, kind of talking about the issues that are going on. That's where the psychology, psychotherapy kind of part of it comes in. Um, You're sending a signal directly to your amygdala, that little almond-shaped part of your brain, um, the midbrain, and which is it's a stress center that's not monitored by the thinking parts of your brain, those frontal lobes. And it's responsible for our fight or flight response. Um, so that when we're triggered by something that brings up fear in us, that's that's the part of the brain that's going into action. And so many times our fight or flight response is triggered when there's no real danger, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So when it is, you know, here comes the anxiety um, and then the cortisol dumps and then we have stress and we have you know, fear and we feel the need to be alert. But when we implement tapping properly, we bypass the pathways that are typically accessed for um like when you do a typical talk therapy. So we bypass all of that and we get to calm and ease both the physical and the emotional levels simultaneously. And that's where the real key to the effectiveness of EFT is, as well as the really awesome ripple effect that happens of positive changes as you use it. Um, Because when you tap, you're reducing your stress, right? Stress being like your cortisol, um, stress hormones, things like that. 
they don't just reduce from one thing. Like when you were tapping on that fear of the cockroach, you weren't just reducing stress about cockroaches. You Maybe you're reducing stress about what you had to do the next day or something else that's bothering you or a mm-hmm. headache that you had at the same time or whatever. The stress is going down in all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like how a rising tide raises all ships, uh, right. cortisol going down, you know, it affects everything, but in a, in a good way because it allows room for the oxytocin, the positive hormones, the good feeling stuff to come in and, mm-hmm. and do its thing. Um, you can't have the good feeling hormones up if the stress hormones are up. And the opposite is true as well. So less resistance means less pain for everything. Because this is really, really important. Um, again, I feel like so many of these concepts end up sounding really simple, but the yeah, the, but real the most value simple things are the most profound. Because the yeah, exactly. Because our body has a natural self repair mechanism to it that you know helps us with you know fighting disease, preventing infection, um, healing if we have a broken bone, or you know keeping you from aging too fast. Um, but when your nervous system is in that fight, fight, flee, freeze, or flee um, state, that whole natural ability to heal goes out the window. Your ability to fortify and repair is disabled. So the problem there is that our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs can get the same kind of strong fight or flight reaction from our brain as a life-threatening situation that's actually happening. And that can be really detrimental. Um, There's places I'd bet almost every single day that anybody listening, and ourselves included, are probably seeing our fight or flight tendencies triggered and not even aware of them. And that's some of those places are the places where we can really um, figure out like, hey, where would I start with a practice like this? Like, how could I actually really benefit myself starting today? And I think one of those um, would be hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever you ever get hungry or people get hangry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have a good reaction to not not eating. And all of that is around, you know, it's not a real threat. I mean, for most of us, we, we know that there's a meal around the corner or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a short wait or we just need to, you know, finish a drive somewhere or a meeting or something. And then we can take care of the hunger that we're feeling. But our, our brain doesn't know how to handle that. It sees scarcity and it sees that you might not be safe because you might not eat. And then you go right into that mode and your stress levels go up. And there's a bunch of other places where this happens too, like with feelings of loneliness. Um, we're, we're tribe oriented, so it feels really unsafe to be alone. Um, there's you know higher levels of heart disease among people that live alone and stuff like that. That can be really triggering. Um, another thing is if you have a job that you don't like or mm-hmm. – if you put too much pressure on yourself, even if you do like your job, um, what I like to call toxic productivity, mm. <laughs> um, that when you feel out of alignment with your own mm. integrity and core values, that can be really triggering for um, your fight or flight response. Toxic relationships are another one that will trigger that response in you because they present um, a physical or an emotional threat. Um, and that's a challenge to your ability to feel safe and grounded. Childhood traumas, um, even though they're not happening to you right now, your brain has not gotten that message. Trust me. Like in your brain, like it's happening right now when when something perhaps triggers you with that, like a scent 
or a sound or a place or just a memory kind of popping into your head, it triggers the whole shebang. And all of a sudden, your energy system is right back in that moment, even though it's long gone. Um, pessimism, negative thinking, worry are also things that trigger your fight or flight response. Um, and that just is because it generates thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that make you feel unsafe or make you feel like there's not enough, stuff like that. Those are all going to be things that, that bring that up. And then another one would be resentments, um, feeling anything that makes you feel like helpless or something that makes you feel angry. Those all fall under that same kind of umbrella as well. So like I said, if you think about some of those things, um, those if those are coming up for you, then those are all areas where perhaps you're lacking emotional freedom, which is what EFT is mm. created to help you bring back into your life mm. and great places to jump in to start regaining it. Did any of those like ring a bell with you? Actually, yeah. And Okay, I've literally know it's emotional freedom technique, but I don't it was the way you just said something just now, like, you know, everything happens at the right time. That's just it. It's like the craving of emotional freedom and then there's a form of like entrapment that's occurring. And yeah, so the ring of the bell for me is I feel like if if I had to identify with it. I'm definitely fight. I am fight. I'm a fight. I've been a fight since I was a young kid. Um, but I'm like fight and freeze. Uh, I'm one or the other. And I find I have two main things in my life. So one that's been pretty much, I, I can't really identify my existence. I'm almost 36. And I, I really, from the time I've been taught, about five, that, I guess that's when I can start it, around five or six, because I had uh, something happen to me in my life, but I blocked it out and I didn't find out till three years ago. It was a sexual trauma. Um, and so I had a spiral of depression, pessimism, negativity, blah, I mean, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. Um, so now, as you know, I'm a mom of two young kids. And I understand I have the hyper awareness that I'm healing inner child through my children. Um, my, I'm healing myself and reparenting myself as I parent my kids. However, my kids are very passionate, <laughs> active children, which is awesome. However, because of them being really close in age and they're just very expressive, also highly sensitive beings, I get overstimulated by them. And as soon as chaos hits, my, I can feel my adrenals. I can feel my anxiety. Everything is just like, Wah! and so I'm either fighting or I'm freezing every damn time. And to where recently, more so than ever, I'm like, I got to find a way out of this because I recognize my behavior. I can see what it causes for myself. I could see what it can cause to my children. I can see what it teaches to my children. And I know that I'm trying to break a pattern. I can see to some degree where it came from. And I know a lot of the stuff they say, like you even mentioned, can come from like inner child stuff. And plus I get it. Cause that's kind of a myth. I don't do that. So I do like the whole, like in your psyche, I'm a reader, a channel of inner trauma to bring it out of what happened. But once it's there and, and we also don't recognize, I mean, it's a label and it's subjective. I get it. Like sometimes people associate trauma. You need to be raped, attacked or beaten, but it's not really trauma in that. Like 
the literal sense. It's just d- impacted us right. on the mental plane, the, emotional plane. The little T trauma, the little things can show up and do as much, if not more damage. Yeah, in our day-to-day exactly. Life and that's what I've realized, so, you know, and to where it's conflicting, you know, in your head because you want to dismiss it. Oh, that's petty. Oh, that's small. Oh, that's nothing. But obviously it's something, you know, if it's, 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 followed me <laughs> like a black cloud. And again, I told you from the get-go, I never believe in coincidences with these things. And it's something that um, I've done a lot of whole whole lot of self-healing, whole lot of self in different modality. I've done everything from ayahuasca to like ecstasy to meditation to everything you possibly could think of. And I have, I've found resolve in so many areas, especially the resolve of being able to love myself. But when it comes to being able to give myself the gift of being calm and peaceful, I haven't given myself that yet. Um, there's something that I'm holding on to. And so, yeah, very much I resonate, I guess, to simply put that. Yeah, I do. I, I feel it. And I know it's something that yeah. it's looking for freedom. And I haven't given it right. that yet. It's probably like if I was weighing in as a practitioner and and thinking about it, there's something past related likely that has you feeling unsafe and Mm -hmm. because you still feel unsafe about whatever that might be you're not willing to relax and you're not willing to do that because it doesn't feel like it's safe for you to do so yeah very much and that comes down to the chakra system and our lower chakras are -hmm. where we create and balance those feelings of safety And typically, like when I'm working with a client, we look at those things first because the really cool thing with EFT is that when you get to the root of one problem, if it's the basis, like let's say that whatever happened back then that's making you feel unsafe or whoever's listening feel unsafe, um, if we could resolve that through EFT and get to the root of that, and that also happened to be the same thing that was causing that person to, you know, act out when their children misbehave or to have a, a fight reaction or a flight or a freeze reaction with other things that are presently happening in their life, the likelihood is you would not have to work directly on those things that happened after that first event mm-hmm. if you can resolve the root of the original event. That makes sense. And Right. So not only does that, it's like dominoes, you know, it's like you knock over the one thing that's at the heart of it. And then it's like the work is done here. We can work on something else because we all always have something else to work on. Um, EFT is fast. And when it's worked on right, it's very effective. And it's not the kind of thing where like talk therapy, you might go in and have a session, feel better for a bit, understand things better, maybe more rational, logical understanding of things. But then that trigger comes up again and you're right back where you started. Mm -hmm. And EFT gets to resolve it in your energy system and your body and your nervous system, as well as with your emotions and your physical body and everything else. So it's very thorough. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love to, um, if you're open to it after the session, I'd love to record something that we can give to your audience and maybe we can work on, um, you know, the, the reactivity of things, like understanding that there's something more underneath of it and that maybe we're not showing up how we want to in the moment, because I think a lot of people experience something like that. And we could yeah, totally create a really cool tapping round that we can, we can share with your listeners. For sure. And, Cause I think um, also seeing something firsthand helps, you know, like seeing it, like, how does it yes. go? What are you doing? What is the other person doing? Yeah. I think that's cool. Yes. We can talk about EFT all day, but until you actually do it and try it and experience the difference in the way that you feel 
it's just you don't you don't quite get it. So yeah. I think um, it's really important to have something that you can try. So I'd, I'd love to do that when we're, we're done recording this. Yeah, totally. I'm totally open to that. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, like you said, I mean, there's, this is definitely one of those things you have to experience. And, and really, I mean, even for me, it, I think we, we always can broaden our horizons to something is I think I'm being re-reminded also to the, it is because I tell my clients the same damn thing. So call them the kettle black, but it's the most simple things that cause the the grandest changes in our lives and making me even go back to the roach incident is like, it was something so small, but it really did help me in my life. And, and not that I, I don't look at it as something important, but I've kind of dismissed it to the side. You know, I've done that with many, I think we all do that. Like we kind of, you know, see something, we practice it and then it kind of not becomes old news, but like something else kind of distracted us or just life in general is going on and moving 11 billion miles an hour. And then it's like, yeah, you're there, you're there. And it's like, I can help you. And you're like, yeah, but it might be something a little bit more important than tapping my head <laughs> and my temples and my, under my, but it's not because what's crazy is why right. did I tell this to my son? Why have I been telling it to him, but I haven't been telling it to myself? That's where I feel like I'm laughing, not at myself, but with myself of the comicalness of we like really can, can do our own self, a you know, injustice. Yeah. <laughs> We can get really caught up majoring in minor things and forgetting what's really important. And EFT is an amazing tool for increasing your consciousness. So the more you do it, the better it gets. You know, the, it's one of my favorite things when I'm doing, you know, affirmations and visualizations, you know, the better it is, the better it gets to be. Mm -hmm. And whether you're talking about your, your marriage, your relationship with your kids, a healing process, a relationship with your parents, income, business, organization, goal achievement, whatever it is, the better it gets, the better it gets to be. And that's basically what EFT does. It, it really helps you to up-level, accelerate, and get really conscious around what's going on because every time you do a tapping around, which is kind of like what I was describing, you're tapping the points, you're talking about the issue, you're kind of um, taking it from the really negative side to a side of a little bit maybe possible more possibility depending on what you're tapping on. Mm-hmm. Every time you do that, it's like peeling back a layer of an onion kind of thing where you're getting closer and closer to the center of it and closer and closer to the root. And it's amazing the things that pop up. I mean, I'm really surprised at the consciousness that I get around past events as I tap on them now, the memories that come back, the stuff that you uncover when you work on one thing. It's absolutely fascinating. And because it's a non-traumatizing technique and it's just so gentle and so effective, it, you don't have to worry about, oh gosh, I'm going to go work on that horrible thing that happened to me when I was a kid or a teenager or a young adult or last week, whenever it was. You don't have to worry about it being painful or re-traumatizing you while you do it. It's That's very true. gentle and it can be done at whatever speed you want it to, you know, you want to go into it with. Um, it's, it's really very cool how you can almost not even talk about an event or a thing that happened and make so much progress on it just by kind of holding it in your mind while Mm -hmm. you're tapping. And then as each little layer kind of comes off, off, you're more and more able to express more of it and to become emotionally free from those things that 
maybe had you feeling like a victim or had you feeling like you were being controlled by them. And, you know, that freedom is accelerated by tapping and you achieve it when you learn from your feelings and you take responsibility for them and you manage them so that you're not reactive and so that they're not controlling you. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how you get to the end goal of any of the things that you're looking to improve upon. Yeah. And it's a, it's a totally a great tool, you know, to add to the resource bank of a multitude of ways that we get to embody ourselves and and free ourselves from the emotional, you know, and mental confines that we feel we're stuck in, but we're not like the freedom is there. And I like how you, you brought up it. It isn't painful. Like there are, there were so many times when I've done it to where you kind of, I remember like, it depends on like my, you know, my mentality as I'd go into, like I knew I should do some tapping or I felt led to do tapping. And so in the beginning, you just kind of, I'd go through, you know, the phrases and I'm saying the things. And then I, I, I just conversationally like talk to myself. And then it's about like, sure. n- right before it's midway, I usually break and not like in a bad way, a gentle stream of tears will flow. But right as those yeah. tears come out, it's like, I can feel that reprieve. And I don't know why. It's like this whole yeah, freedom. It's your energy He's, moving. Yeah. It, that, it that's exactly why. It's your energy moving. The it tension. has been repressed. Yeah. And energy is not meant to be repressed. Yeah. So EFT literally helps you to move your feelings up and out. Yeah. Whether that means that you can talk about it more freely, whether that means you're going to cry, whether that means you go from you know feeling completely hopeless to angry. Or whatever place along the emotional scale it raises you to, it's getting you a step closer to freedom. Right. Agree. Yeah, for sure. And so like, what's your opinion or do you think there's not a, because I'm kind of more of like, I think it's individual based, but what is your opinion of when one is approaching EFT? Is it, is it something that's a daily approach or is there times where it's something that you do daily or multiple times or, you know, anxiety is coming tap? Like, what is your opinion about that? Yeah. So I I don't really have a straightforward answer here other than um, tapping should always be used on whatever's bothering you most. That's kind of a starting point. And then as far as frequency, that's really kind of at your discretion. And it also depends on what you're using it for. So if you're wanting to work on some old event, trauma, bothersome memory or something that's not really bothering you a heck of a lot in your day to day, or maybe you don't even realize how much is showing up until you begin working on it, then, you know, you could work on it with a practitioner or you could work on it yourself um, whenever you have the the time to invest in it, be it five minutes, an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a lot in five minutes with tapping. Um, and if it's something like you're hopping on an airplane and you're afraid of flying, well, you want to do it in that moment or, you know, before your flight or maybe as your plane's taking off. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, if it's something that has a lot of layers to it, then just be prepared to maybe spend five minutes working on an aspect each day or each week or whatever. There's there's no required speed to it, um, kind of like, you know, with like grieving or healing or whatever, you know, it's like you can go as fast or slow as you want. Mm-hmm. There's no obligation to stay stuck in any of it for longer than you want to be or longer than feels right. And there's also no need to move along and speed it up if expressing or feeling the the sadness or the the unpleasant emotions is, is a place that you feel like you need to be for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like we could go on forever. I mean, it's such, there's so much to this, but at the same time, I know it's simple, but like, cause it can tie into like every avenue of one's life. Um, but 
I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'll, I'll wrap this up for now. And like you said, if, if you want to do a, a shared session to show them what that's like, and also, um, on your guest profile page, they have everything where they can find you and, um, or we'll be able to find you in all your areas. If they want to seek out, um, you know, I guess you would say a, a deeper way of approaching this. If, I mean, it can be overwhelming when you're starting something new or like, that's why I asked about the frequency. People always ask me, well, how often should I do this? Should I do it this way? Cause they're always fearing they're going to not do something right. And it's like, they're not there in the let go yet. And so I, I feel like yeah. sometimes just guiding someone opposed to assuming everybody knows you could just do it on your own times, you know, it kind of gives them a little bit more grace right. to their approach. Yeah. So I don't ever like to like overwhelm somebody with a new technique. And I mean, yeah. if this is a new technique to you, then go in slowly. But a great thing to do would be, um, let me give your listeners this resource. If you go to teresasfreegift.com, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-S, freegift.com, then you can get my um, five minutes to freedom ebook. And there are all different things you can do in there from five minute tapping rounds that there's videos that accompany them to five minute scribing exercises, or even a quiz that can help you assess your emotional freedom. It'll help you know where to start. It's, it's simple. It's easy little places that you can kind of dip a toe in, see what's working for you, try it out. And then additionally, we'll record, you know, some EFT tapping. And then if people want to get their hands on that, that that'll be exclusively for your listeners, just send me an email, Teresa at TeresaLearLevine.com. Put the name of the podcast, uh, Daring to Be Human, in the subject line. If you feel like dropping me a note or saying hi or anything, feel free. But all I really need is that. If that's, if you're in a hurry, just send me that and I will send you that um, the material that we create so that you can experience tapping on a more personal level, kind of how I'm about to, you know, work with Danielle on that and see what that's about. And um, yeah, so those would be the best things. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really, really enjoyed this a lot and apparently I needed some of this myself. <laughs> oh, so yeah, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys soon. Past things were